A dramatic escape from Saigon. This is the world. I'm Marco Werman. Mickey Nguyen was six when Saigon fell to the North Vietnamese. His dad was a South Vietnamese military officer and flew the family out aboard a Chinook helicopter. Mickey says his dad risked everything in that chopper. He knew that once he jumped out, he had to get underneath the water because, you know, this thing was going to blow up right behind him. There there was no escaping it. It was going to be right behind his back. Plus, a Nepalese student here in Boston calls her grandmother back home after the earthquake. She was trying to tell me not to, you know, like cry or worry too much. Everything was going to be fine, but I could feel the tremor in her voice. And a British reporter connects the dots between riots in Baltimore and London. It's all ahead here on The World. Support for PRI's The World comes from WGBH, whose American Experience series is now featuring the documentary Last Days in Vietnam, which details the evacuation of Americans and South Vietnamese from Saigon in 1975. Tonight at 9, 8 Central on PBS. And by TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. TIAA.org. I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. I've been looking at some photographs taken by our first guest on The World today. They're of people in Nepal, and they're hurting. Lots of broken bones, babies trying to breathe inside homemade respirators, a mother trying unsuccessfully to revive her child. All victims of injuries sustained during the earthquake in Nepal on Saturday. More than 5,000 people are known to have died, and aid still has not arrived in some of the worst-hit towns near the epicenter. Nepal's government says it's been overwhelmed by the destruction. Patrick Adams is the photojournalist I was talking about a moment ago. He's been living and working in Nepal since February, and I asked him where he was when the quake struck on Saturday. I was uh, at a hotel called the Shangri-La. It's uh, near Tamil, near the backpacker zone. And uh, it's it's nice because it's a bit of a sanctuary from the city, which is pretty pretty crazy. And uh, I was just sitting there having a coffee, as I do most days, doing some work on my laptop. And, you know, things started falling off the walls and um, the earth was moving. And uh, it took a few seconds to register that it was an earthquake. And then um, – but, you know, when you get here – I don't know if you've been here, but you, you hear a lot about uh, – the earthquake that will inevitably come. And so I had, I had thought a lot about it and kind of imagined that happening, but didn't actually think it would happen while I was here. And then, of course, it happened, and uh, I, I ran out into the courtyard and was just uh, really, you know, stunned and uh, found myself actually in an embrace with one of the gardeners who was, was weeding the grass right next to the table I had been sitting at. Um, and we were just trying to stabilize one another. We, it was it was, uh, it was a surreal moment. Wow. So that was that initial scene, uh, chaos, uh, yeah. not really knowing what's going on. What's changed over the last uh, three days or so? The first day I was at the hospital mainly, and a lot of cases were coming in, and um, it was chaotic, and it was, a, it was a grim scene. Since then, you know, a lot of order has been restored, I guess you could say, to, to the hospital's operation. Fewer cases coming in. Outside of Kathmandu is, is now, I think, where the focus is shifting, although I'm sure there are still rescue operations going on in the city. And the, the hospitals in Kathmandu kind of represent the best hospitals, perhaps the only really good hospitals in all of Nepal. So are a lot of injured people being flown in from villages? 
Yes, they are. I actually, um, I spoke with um, a couple of people who'd come from very far away uh, with broken limbs to get treatment. I met one woman named Himali who is uh, 23. She was a bus driver. She is is a bus driver in Joomla district, which is um, quite far away and, and, and uh, had both of her arms and legs broken by a wall that had fallen on the bus. And uh, she then took a bus, I think six hours to Kathmandu, you know, with these broken limbs, I guess they were splinted at the time. And, but these people are tough. It's just amazing when you talk to these people, how, how resilient they are and and with such grace that they, uh, they've endured this. I was really kind of struck with uh, some of the footage I saw of the temples that are completely destroyed in Kathmandu, but also just how close they are to some of the residential uh, houses and apartments in, in the city. Did you go to any of the sites where those temples were destroyed? Yes, I uh, I visited uh, Patan de Square, um, Kamandu de Square, and and both of those have lost temples. I mean, these are magnificent sites. I mean, it, it's just it, it was really hard to believe that you had just been walking by this, you know, ornate, beautiful.